Well, hello there. Come on in. Oh, Will, you've got company. Howdy, and welcome to Dawson's Den. This episode is brought to you by the Office of Strange and Obscure Places. With the easing of the pandemic, many people are eager to get out and take their next vacation. Where will you go this year? To the beach? How about one of those mega parks like Yellowstone, the Tetons, or Glacier? The problem is, everyone else is going to those same tried-and-true vacation destinations. And that relaxing vacation of a lifetime sounds like this. But it doesn't have to be that way. This summer, consider going somewhere strange, somewhere obscure. Picture yourself underneath the oversized udders of Salem Sioux, the world's largest Holstein cow in New Salem, North Dakota, or the scientific center of North America in Center, North Dakota. Better yet, kick up some radioactive dust by touring the Nevada test site and view the remains of those buildings you've seen in all those nuclear bomb movies from the 1950s. At the Federal Office of Strange and Obscure Places, our job is to get you off the beaten path, away from the crowds, where you just might discover your own brand of strangeness. We have hundreds of obscure recommendations on our website, www.goweird.gov. That's www.goweird.gov. This summer, make memories for a lifetime at somewhere strange, somewhere obscure. This message has been brought to you by the Federal Office of Strange and Obscure Places. Well, uh, speaking of strange, I came across a strange little book, The Mincing Mockingbird Guide to Trouble Birds. And um, I thought you might find it of interest. Let me read the jacket to you. The Mincing Mockingbird Guide to Troubled Birds is an illustrated pocket field guide that enables anyone to quickly identify psychotic, violent, or mentally unstable bird species. Written in non-technical language for the layperson, it describes where to find and where to avoid the most seriously disturbed North American birds. Throughout the book, you will read tales of murder, assault, mental breakdowns, obesity, drug abuse, and infidelity among these birds. This guide, while ignored by leading ornithologists, 
is used and recommended by law enforcement agencies worldwide. We are only just discovering the reality of our avian adversaries with their reptilian brains, their appetites for mayhem, and the fact that they fly mostly to spite us. To ignore the information found within this volume may be at the peril of your very life. Yeah, The Mincing Mockingbird Guide to Troubled Birds, uh, written by Matt Adrian. And um, I'd like to read you a section of the book here. It's called The Dog Finally Talked. The letter was issued without fanfare, and, and I shall read it as such. We worked on him in the hen house for over an hour, but he finally gave it up. The waterboarding wasn't working, so we reassessed our interrogation techniques. For what it's worth, we told him good dog before he died. But down to the matter at hand. This information is, as you can imagine, quite disturbing to us. Now, I want you to know the house is surrounded by fowl in every direction. You'd make it as far as the clothesline and, well, let's just say the dog was treated kindly in comparison to what would transpire on that brown and trampled ground. The offer I make is this. Give us back the uneaten eggs and we'll let the women and the children live. We'll give you five minutes. Just say your fare thee wells and tell the women we expect to continue to be fed and watered and we will raise our young in peace. Refuse this offer and all manner of beaked and flapping hell will come through glass and wood until by dawn the farm will be ours and you all but a memory, something that owned the land for a time but was given up to it. Anyway, I'll be out here in the barnyard. I'll just leave the dog collar here on the step. Strange. Very strange. That's the Mincing Mockingbird Guide to Troubled Birds by Matt Adier Adrian. Adrian. Yep, published by uh, Bull Blue Rider Press. Blue Rider Press, a member of Penguin Group. Strange, very strange. The answer is no. Questions where the answer is almost always no. Well, I've decided to tackle a few geography questions today sent in by our faithful listeners. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Will, I live in Cody, Wyoming, and recently took a trip to Seattle. I was chatting with a feller in a coffee shop, and he asked me where I was from. I told him, Wyoming. He looked puzzled and said, Is that in Michigan? I couldn't believe it. Was that the dumbest thing that feller could ask? Signed, Wyoming Proud. The answer is no. Dear Proud, Actually, I could think of dumber things that feller could have said. You see, there is a city in Michigan called, you guessed it, Wyoming. 
Now, Wyoming, Michigan has a population of over 76,000 people, which is far bigger than any city in the state of Wyoming. And no, Wyoming, Michigan was not named after the state. It was named after the Wyoming Valley in Pennsylvania. There are actually six towns in the United States named Wyoming, none of which are located in the state of Wyoming. Uh, now, sir, here is a follow-up question from uh, Melissa in uh, Manitou. Will, did the Indians that lived in the state of Wyoming call it Wyoming? The answer is no. I, uh, I reckon I should clarify that answer. You see, everybody living in the state of Wyoming calls it Wyoming. But before Wyoming became a territory in 1868, folks had plenty of names for this part of the world, including Absarca, which means where the rivers run north. The region was named Wyoming in a bill introduced to Congress to provide a temporary government for the territory. Why Congress chose to name a big western territory after an area along the Delaware River is a mystery. Although, maybe not so much a mystery, considering it was Congress, after all, doing it. I, I hope those folks aren't wondering why their approval ratings are so low. Uh, now, finally, we have a call-in question. Hey, Will, this is Dave checking in. We're cruising up Highway 65 here in Arkansas, and we just passed Snowball Road going to the west. And I was wondering, if I turned on Snowball Road, could I reach the Snowball Ranch? But, uh, hey, you're the smartest guy I know, so I thought maybe I'd ask you that question. You have a great day. The answer is no. No, Dave, the Snowball Ranch ain't in Arkansas. Now, I suppose if you had turned west on Snowball Road down there in Arkansas, and went maybe about 1,500 miles, you might be able to get to the ranch eventually. As to where the Snowball Ranch is, let's just say it is in a secure, undisclosed location, smack dab in the middle of Obzarka. If you have a question for me, give me a shout. The answer just might be no. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Like I told you last time, we were expecting a blizzard, and uh, and we pretty much got one. Roads were closed for a few days, and uh, shoveling out now. But uh, the sun's out, and the, the winds finally stopped blowing. <laughs> so things are looking up and looking more like spring, and... and uh, all that moisture is going to be good for the grass, too, especially if it warms up. Well, happy trails, and keep smiling till we meet again in the den. That's Dawson's Den.